Bonfire Babble. We want to start the episode with sending out a lot of love to our patrons, Angie, P, and Kaylin, and Corey. I would love to shout out our new patrons, Shannon Burla, Anna Negri, and Lisa Funk. And we want to keep shouting out Bridget, Sarah, Tanya, Inder Raccoon, Jen, Cassie, and Lou. Thank you so, so much for being part of our Patreon. Also, for those of you who have been reviewing us on Apple Podcast, want to give a shout out to J8Gilly. Thank you for your awesome review. And how appropriate that I'm seeing this now and can shout you out today because it's another Kana Win episode and you had mentioned the 2022 episode. Also, on December 25th, Southern Belladonna. Thank you so much. We're so glad you're here and you found us. And then all the way back to November 12th, Bay Witchy, I don't think we have said thank you yet, nor Periwinkle Witch. We are loving you and Periwinkle. It is so fun following you on Instagram. Thanks to all the listeners and supporters out there. Your support means the world to us. Lastly, we want to send out some love to Jillian's Healing Arts Center. We are definitely going to be having her on the podcast, but they are on the East Coast and our schedules have not been matching up just yet, but we're going to make it happen. We're really excited. But until then, you can head to their site and I'm going to provide the link to schedule a free consult and sign up for anyone who's interested in the program for her empowerment call. This is so you can talk to Jillian one-on-one to determine if you would benefit from the course. And then if you do, you can use the code BABBLE to sign up for the course. But that first consultation is free because she's awesome like that. So check her out. We are so excited to have her and hopefully Nathan too on the podcast sometime in January or February. Hey, welcome to Kana Wins Corner! Welcome back, Conwin. Thank you so much. I love being here with you guys. <laughs> Woohoo. And we are doing Aquarius season. Aquarius. Bow, 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 bow. I have Shout to sing it. Shout out to Corey. <laughs> I have to sing it. Aquarius. Sing it. We should all sing it. Aquarius. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, hey, I'm very excited to talk about Corey's season. Mm-hmm. Kinda That's when... right, everybody. Forget the rest of the Aquarius. It's That's right. My time. <laughs> well, we love all of the. We love all yes. the Aquarius. Happy birthday, Happy birthday yeah. Aquarius. Yeah. Yes. Special shout out to Corey. I mean, yeah. there you go. I mean, come on. Uh, I just got to do an incredible reading with Conwin, and this solar return is going to be lit. Yes, it is, girl. Get it. <laughs> it's a good year coming up. The planets good. are doing some fun stuff, I hope. Very yeah. fun stuff. <laughs> I hope, right. <laughs> well, I, wa- I want them to be as good for the rest of the world as they yes. are for us. And yes. by good, I mean the way I want it to be, because as we learned in Sagittarius season, there's a right and a wrong, and Detta knows what it is. So... <laughs> As do all Sagittarians, right? Right. Right. Yes. (laughs) We just, of course, maybe a little. 
So, <laughs> well, tell us what's going on. Oh my gosh, Aquarius season. It's about to get weird, y'all. I love my Aquarians. Like, <laughs> y'all are the most unique fascinating people and I'm about to uh, have a little Aquarius in my life come into my life very soon so I'm very excited about that of course we're recording this well in advance so um, again if I don't touch on anything big I hope that (laughs) we can just make that disclaimer yeah yeah, just to just to make sure everybody knows, we are recording in November of 2021. We're just going to dive in and get into the season because there's a lot going on and I'm excited to share it with you. So Aquarius season begins on January 19th at 6.40 p.m. Pacific time. So let's talk a little bit about Aquarius like we do for all the signs. Y'all are open-minded to the furthest possible limit. And I do mean that like you take it there. You take it all the way there. Uh, y'all are free-spirited, like you wouldn't believe. And I love Aquarian energy because it's not held down by money or like anything that we put like traditional forms of value on. You guys don't care. It's like, no, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do my things. Obviously, you know, money makes the world go round and we have to like abide by whatever rules we're living in in society. But honestly, I think y'all, if you could just say F that, I'm going to go do my own thing, you would and you'd thrive. Like, 100%. So. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, I'm going to need you to like back me up on all this. this time. <laughs> I got you. I love the energy. Thank you. Um, you're exploratory. You're independent. You're some of the most easy, friendly going people I, I've ever met. Um, and you can kind of be friends with everyone, which is amazing. And I think people kind of watch that and they're like, how the heck do they do that? How do they have all the friends? But it's true. It's amazing how you guys can just sort of create community around you. And that is truly the, the sign of Aquarius is the sign of the humanitarian brotherhood, sisterhood, community, bringing people together. And what's so great about them is that they are not at all judgmental when it comes to the weirdness of like, they'll talk to anybody. It doesn't matter how like out there they are. There's no judgment. It's just like, oh, you're into that. Cool. Like, tell me about it. And then it's a conversation. And I just think that's so, so refreshing. It's why, you know, people are so excited about the age of Aquarius. Let's, let's jump into that energy. You've literally just explained why we can become friends with everyone. <laughs> there it is. Because, it's because why not? Why not? <laughs> just give them a conversation. Like, just have a little chat. That's all you got to do. <laughs> you know, keep it open. And so we can probably all work to try to be a little bit more like our Aquarian friends and not be so judgy of others and just be open to like, this could get interesting. Let's go. Let's dive into this whole experience okay. with another person. No need to roast me right now. I'm sitting right here. Okay? All right? Okay, fine. I mean, Dada, I didn't mention you by name, but... <laughs> Whatever. I know okay. when I'm right and wrong. <laughs> right, right, All right. Back right. to Aquarians. Back well, to- and I will I will mention, of course, Aquarian, every, every sign has the shadow side. So my Aquarians can be rather unpredictable because they're not really held down by any sort of traditional forms of boundary because they are boundaryless. They're out there doing whatever the heck they want. So why do they care if they need to be predictable? They're going to, they're going to throw you for a loop. That's something you, you both have in common, Sagittarius and Aquarius, like who cares? (laughs) I'm going to go do my thing. Bye. (laughs) Um, And so, and Aquarius is, even though they are so out there, they can be kind of like stubborn about it. And we're going to get into that in a second because I want to talk about How Saturn. <laughs> and I think that's kind of one of those secrets. Like it's still a fixed sign, guys. It's still fixed air. So 
the stubbornness is real. There's a bit of an inconsistency. Um, also, another thing I noticed with Aquarians is because they are so like easygoing, free with people, it can almost come off as like like detachment. And so you're like, wait, do you actually care? Like, or are you just are you just talking to everybody to talk to everybody? So again, we have some things we're gonna cover where some of that comes from because I want to get into Saturn and I want to get into Uranus because. As we discussed the entirety of 2021, those two planets were running the show and they're kind of running the show of Aquarius season because those are our two rulers. So let's dive into that a little bit. Uh, so we've got Saturn right now, the traditional ruler of Aquarius is in Aquarius and it so much likes being in Aquarius. It's much different than when it's in Capricorn. Saturn in Capricorn is a lot more rigid. It's a lot more concerned with traditional values and boundaries and, you know, working toward the top of the mountain, kind of like what we talked about in the last episode. But in Aquarius, it's it's how far can we go? Where is the furthest boundary? Saturn is all about boundaries because back in the day, we didn't know that Uranus and Neptune and, Pi and Pluto even existed. We couldn't see them. So Saturn was like as far as the eye could see. So while Jupiter, you know, we see Jupiter, it's this huge planet in the sky and we think, oh, it's all these big ideals and big, you know, values and it's the biggest God. Saturn was the Lord of time. He stood at the very, 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 very end and said, uh-uh, like you cannot cross, like you cannot pass go this is it. This is the end of the line. And that's why he's got this sort of somber, like he's the end of time Lord, right? At the very end. And so he's concerned with boundaries. And then Uranus gets discovered. And all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, the world breakthrough. We have no idea what the solar system looks like. This is incredible. The solar system goes even further. And that's why Uranus is resemblant of breakthrough, total innovation, and just like completely out of the blue tower card energy of lightning bolt. Holy crap, what just happened? We have these two planetary energies that make up this sign. How confusing, right? But we've actually been living this for the last year because these two signs, these two planets have been at odds with each other. So we have, again, discipline, hard work, boundaries, Lord of time. You have to put in the time, you have to put in the hard work, and then you get the reward up against this explosive, revolutionary, like, <laughs> berserko Uranus that's all concerned with innovation. And they're like at odds with each other. And somehow these two planets come together with their energy and they make up the sign of Aquarius. So I kind of feel like this season, while it's exciting, because I think Aquarius season is probably, I mean, it's, if you think about it in the Western hemisphere, it's as this, you know, we're in the middle of winter, but we're kind of like gearing up mentally for like, okay, we're going to get through winter. We're going to get through, we're going to see the sun come back and the sun is coming back. And what does that mean for the next year? And there's a sense of hope and like, what can we plan? What can we make? What can we do as a community? How can we support each other and get through this together so we can get to the other side and make all the wonderful things that we're excited about, right? So there's a lot of hope with this whole season but it's still being ruled by these kind of diabolical energies like opposing each other. So it's a really interesting mix bag of energy. And I think it's why Aquariuses are just so Aquarius. <laughs> There's not really kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think I've ever met two Aquarians that are the same people. Like they all have similarities, but it's like, oh, of course, I don't know where to put you. So you've got to be in that one. Like You've got to be that sign. So Right now, like as, as I said, we have Saturn up there in Aquarius. He's a little bit looser out here because he's really about as far as the boundary can possibly go. Whereas, like I said, in Capricorn, he kind of brings it closer to home. He is, he is truly 
like in Aquarius, I kind of think of him as like a spiritual discipline or practice because Aquarius is so like forward thinking. He's about our discipline, our work ethic and our contracts and our obligations, but it's in the sign of the collective, of the sign of humanity and of progression forward. So how can all those things, how can we build upon those things to further humanity? And then we have the other ruler, Uranus, has been sitting in Taurus, as we know. And again, some of this is review from other episodes. If you want to go back and learn more about like 2021, definitely go listen to those. But talking about this season, what's crazy. I love the fact that you review for everybody. For one thing, even if I have listened, I listen and I edit and I still like the review. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So our modern ruler of Uranus is sitting in Taurus right now, which he's been sitting in for the last couple years. He's going to be there seven years, as I've been talking about. And he's actually going direct the same day. He's been in retrograde these last few months. And the day of Aquarius season, Uranus is like, all right, y'all, I'm ready to party. We're going forward. Time for more breakthroughs, which is super powerful. He's one of the largest bodies in the sky. And he's going to go direct the same day as Aquarius season starts. So that's like, wow, <laughs> kind of a shocking view of our reality. I have a feeling that we're definitely going to see leading up to this season and then at the beginning of the season a lot of breakthroughs, breakups, that tower card energy. We'll probably see that globally, economically. We With Uranus there's usually some sort of energy of an amputation. So whether you're losing something or something is losing something or we're cutting off, we're weeding out, we're you know literally just amputating something out of our psyche, our lives that doesn't need to be there anymore. And so that's why it can be kind of a breakup energy. But it's in the sign of fixed earth. So this can also manifest literally in the earth breaking apart. <laughs> so again, I'm not making any like solid predictions here, but Uranus and Taurus is really about breakthrough in the earth itself. So we may see some sort of earth breakthrough shatter. When we saw Uranus go retrograde back in August, that was right around the time of the whole Afghanistan pulling out. So there was a lot happening. Yeah. Oh, so I was going to ask, so are we talking volcanoes or earthquakes or something, but it could also be a man- in... Yes. Okay. Got yeah. it. And it's wow. usually just a big, like, it's hard to miss. Right? <laughs> so yeah, it could be a human made uh, event that breaks apart what we know of reality. I think that was really shocking for a lot of us, especially in the United States, but really worldwide, especially those in Afghanistan going through that. So we've seen a lot of world and earth uh tragedies and shakeups and things like that. So again, Uranus in the sign of fixed earth, we were kind of expecting to see that. It'll be really interesting as this year progresses too, with a lot of the really, really big transits happening, uh, what that manifests as. But again, it could pro it will probably show up in our world news somehow and be some sort of a breakthrough. So just keep an eye out for that. But that does not mean it needs to be all doom and gloom for you. You can take this as an opportunity to break through, get rid of something that you're done with because it's Aquarius season, baby. I'm ready to get wild and get weird and get forward. <laughs> so you can use that energy certainly to your advantage. It's extremely powerful when it's stationary direct. It stays there for a long time. So if you look for 10 degrees of Taurus in your chart, that's going to be what actual degree it's on. So we've talked a little bit about this and I'll review this um, in a little bit actually when we talk about the moons. But it's so important to know your birth time. Look at your chart if you're interested in how is this going to affect me personally and look up what house it's in. So find where Taurus is in your chart. Find that 10 degree mark. In fact, any planet you have at 10 degrees is probably going to feel that a little bit. So 10 degrees is kind of the degree to watch out for at the beginning of the season because it's going to be big. <laughs>
10 Degrees of Taurus sounds like a really rad, like, femme punk band. I'm pretty sure that's where my sister's moon is. Like, no joke. <laughs> Having said, yeah, <laughs> but 10 so, Degrees Taurus, I, I agree. <laughs> so when you say 10 degrees, what? It, how do we find what the 10 degrees are? Or are we just looking at our house? So I would look at your house and you'll be able okay. to see the lines in which the houses are, are divided up. You're going to see what degree those lines are at. So okay. wherever Taurus is, find the sign of Taurus and then just check the lines on either side of it that make up that house. If one of them is on 10 degrees, then that house is on that, that 10 degrees on the border of two houses. So okay. say if your line is at six degrees, then 10 degrees Taurus is going to be in the house after that, where the majority of your Taurus is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> it gets it's real deep. Of, <laughs> it's a lot of math. math. Yeah, it is a bit of math. So, and if if okay. that's confusing, and if you don't need, I mean, truthfully, it's going to affect your Taurus area. So, even if you just find okay. okay Taurus, it looks like it's my third house. Go look up what the third house means. You'll get an idea of okay, this is how this is affecting me in this wow. energy. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. For Absolutely. That. Oh, of course. I, I wanna. Say- I want people to like be able to use this and actually make it like tangible in their own lives. And the best way to do that is to just figure out what what signs rule what part of your chart because everybody's got all the signs in their chart. And whenever this stuff happens, it's not like oh, that's happening to just Tauruses. I don't need to worry about it. No, it's happening to you too. It's just what part of your life is it happening in? So wow. can I can I just gas you up for a second? <laughs> Uh, Something that I really appreciate about you, Conwin, is that you offer the opportunity for people to like take this as a more general, like how can I apply it generally? But you also are so good at explaining the granular stuff in a way that can be understood because astrology is like, it's not my jam fam. And it's because I just like, there's so much and I would rather go to somebody who knows more than me. And you're teaching as you you're go. so good at really teaching. Like, it. yes, so I understand so much more about astrology just after having you on for the last like what year? Almost year. Yeah, I think it's been about that long. Yeah. Crazy, it's been almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my and gosh. I feel like I know so much more now. Well, thank Very you. Cool. That's so, so kind. Thank you. <laughs> It's really my pleasure. And I, I always like say to people, in fact, I was telling this to my sister earlier today, if it's not worth, if it's not helping you, if it's not a tool you can use, like don't bother looking at it. But I, I always aim to try to make this as applicable as possible, not to be this big, scary thing because yeah. doom astrology is no fun and we are full, the world is full of it. And truthfully, I'm all about, let's get empowered. Let's use this. And the energy is there. Let's use it to our advantage. So Thank you. I really appreciate that. If, cool. if you all are on the Patreon, you know that in my tar- in the in the weekly tarot readings that I'm in charge of, I really try to spin things in a like, how can we take this potentially garbage card and really empower ourselves? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need more of that. I think we need more hope. We need more positivity. And hopefully I'm going to get into uh, <laughs> where that the, this season is leading yeah. us in that direction. Because while there is a lot going on this year specifically, um, we have some pretty cool moon transits to look at and as well as just things that are building up to a much more powerful place. So okay. um, after we look at 
the after we look at the whole Uranus stationing direct and whatever that's going to bring, everybody stay safe out there for mm-hmm. certain and use that energy to your advantage. Use that breakthrough energy. I know you can. I believe in you. Uh, we're going to have the sun. We'll have just crossed over Pluto a couple days before, which is going to be interesting. So what might help you on this Uranian journey is to look up, look at like, OK, what's been brought up for you in the last couple of days? Uh, has anything come to the surface that was buried? So that might be emotions, that might be a secret, that might be a story, um, that might be somebody making moves against you you didn't know about. And so Pluto usually will rule over manipulation, things like the power plays. So if any of that's been going on, that can kind of help you in the direction of like, okay, how do I how do I empower myself and Saturn and Aquarius find authority within myself, right? Taking that back, taking that power back. Also, we've been dealing with this Mercury retrograde now for a while. So we've had Mercury retrograde since January 15th. It's going to be over February 4th. So the the end is nigh. It's coming this season, which is good. So again, I hope you guys have all backed up your things. And remember not to rush through any contracts, rush through any details. Mercury is going to make it feel really urgent. It's not urgent. I promise you have time. Take the time to breathe. (laughs) As of this recording, I just purchased a new external hard drive because every time you say back your shit up, I'm like, I need to back my shit up. (laughs) I'm so glad, Corey. (laughs) Just make sure I know we're recording this in advance. So do it before January 15th. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So uh, we'll be getting through that retrograde. Now, I want everyone to think back to what was happening for you around December 29th and December 29th through the 15th, because that is when the Mercury shadow started. So if anything came up for you during then, is it resurfacing now? So there's a lot of resurfacing energy we're dealing with too, um, which I think is interesting in conjunction with the Uranus energy of like, okay, all this stuff's resurfacing. What are we looking at? What are we processing? How do we break through and get to the next phase of our reality of our life and do it in our creative, unique way? Because that's that's how Aquarius does it. And however you want to handle it, that's how you're supposed to do it. So If you look back, that might help you if you're like, man, why is this thing happening over and over again? It's kind of supposed to. A lot of astrology happens in one, two, three. In fact, if you're feeling that really, really harsh, uh, we've had a lot of planets cross over Pluto. So as I mentioned, the sun just did. But we're also going to have Venus will have crossed over Pluto Pluto three times. Mercury is going to cross over Pluto three times. And then after our values, Venus, self-worth, our esteem, Mercury, our thoughts and our mind, the sun, our soul. After all three of those planets cross over Pluto, some of them three times, then we're finally going to have Mars cross over Pluto. And that's our actions. That's that's like taking all the things that have resurfaced and come up one, two, three. If things have come up for you three times, look for the threes in your life. You'll see them. I promise. It's crazy how that works. <laughs> Once that happens, Mars is going to say, okay, so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Time to get down to business. So it's definitely a period that we're kind of all sitting in as the season starts of like, where are we going? And when Mars is in Capricorn, Mars loves being in Capricorn. It's exalted here. It's got the energy, the focus, the drive, the stamina. We talked a lot in the last episode about about that mountain goat climbing up the mountain and making it look easy, being on the edge of gravity. Mars loves it here. It's like, give me the challenge. I'm ready to go and like scale the highest of heights. 
you are capable of doing this. That energy is there for you to tap into, even if it feels like, dang, I've just been kicked to the ground one, two, three, four, five, six times. Mars is there to help and get you through that last bit. He's going to be the last one to cross over Pluto. If you feel like it's just been hit after hit after hit, the, the end of this is coming and it's definitely going to come with a boost of energy that will get you through this. So take stock of it. Do your shadow work if that's something you're into. Pluto is really deep, deep energy and he's here to resurface so that way we can grow, as I said, into our own authority. Cool. Now I have an exciting new moon to talk about. <laughs> okay. So after all of that, we have this beautiful new moon in Aquarius at 12 degrees. It's going to be January 31st for our Pacific folks at 9.46 p.m. So we have this wonderful new moon to bring into. Okay, we've been dealing with all this. It's exciting. There's hope. There's resurfacing. There's shadow work. What's happening? How do we progress forward? Finally, we get this new moon to say, this is how we do it. And we're going to make this goal. So this is how we do it. That totally went in my head. <laughs> Sing this it, girl. is how we do it. Do Anyway, sorry. Exactly. So that's the song you're going to put on the morning of January 31st to get in the mood. Right. <laughs> and we're, Like I we're, don't already do. That. Yeah, exactly. I'm scheduling that post like right now um, yeah. to play. It's in my do calendar. This Perfect. Is, okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Just bringing that Mars energy, bringing that song. Aquarius is all about like, just get weird and wacky with it, right? So yeah, however you want to get, however you want to do it, girl, do it. Like, <laughs> And so uh, what I love about this moon is there are so many beautiful trines in this moon and they're with a lot of our earth energy. So between Capricorn and Taurus, Uranus is talking to the nodes of fate and it's saying, yeah, all this breakthrough, this is meant to grow you. This is meant to bring you closer to that highest self, that, that best place that you're feeling, that place that you want to go. So the moon is really just potent with this really hopeful energy. So connect with the elements of earth and with air for this moon, for sure. Air for Aquarius and then earth because there's so much earth happening up in the sky. This is about beginning new dreams, new beginnings and firm foundations to build upon. So this is a great moon to take advantage of. Um, if we go into the houses a little bit, so again, look for 12 degrees Aquarius in your own chart or just look for Aquarius and get an idea of what house it rules. That's going to be how you can kind of figure out if you want an idea of where to start, what what arena of life that you want to build this new moon around, your, whatever you want to manifest. So for me personally, it's in my 11th house and that's going to be my house of community and like people out there probably going to be putting out some career goals <laughs> and things that I want to do with people, maybe see some friends. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'll be January 31st. It'll be interesting to see where I'm at. But definitely about getting back there into the world. Uh, so if that's your 11th house, that's kind of what you're looking at. Jetta, yours is going to be in your third house. This is all about communication. This is all about if you want to take some short-term travel, maybe get some ideas. This is about talking to close family friends and siblings and just people that are tight with you. So it's a very social house. So oh, this wow. is exciting to sort of dive into and go like, okay, like I want to get talking about this. Like what have I been going through? What, what can I start really building upon with people? that are directly around me and what can we build together and communicate together so this podcast is a great example of that but of course it could be anything it could be art it could be music it could be anything well yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll how see. old baby is at that at that point right yeah yeah indeed yeah so definitely around technology in that third house too so if that that helps like can definitely bring that 
And for Corey, it's going to be in your fourth house. So this is back to family. This is back to traditions, like reconnecting with people. If there's been stuff going on in your family, it's like, okay, this is my, this is my breakthrough moment. I'm going forward with this um, for you because fourth house also rules tradition. It can be also looking back to go forward. There's a lot of that energy in Saturn and Uranus in Aquarius. So you can take that idea of what has been traditional, what has been something I'm really close to and value, and how is that going to make me a better person and bring me forward. But it's really, it's also about your creature comforts at home and what it is that that brings you back to your heart center. So um, really lovely, catch, deep. Catch me out here recreating my entire bedroom. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Recreate and design, girl. I love it. <laughs> So that's kind of an idea of some of the houses that we're going to be dealing with, with, that we can be working with. But of course, you all out there, go check out your own chart. You need to have your birth time in order to have that accurate information, but you can get your chart free online and figure out what house, what arena of life this new moon is breathing energy into and take advantage of it because it's a really good one. So I should mention that because this month is a really big month for the year of 2022, we are looking at our US Pluto return. And a lot of astrologers argue that this is the beginning of that. So February brings this big, big transit. And of course, I will have gone through this in the episode about all of 2022. So if you want more details about that, definitely check that out. But I'm going to touch on what we can start to see here in this month, because I think it's going to bring a lot right now sitting where we are. I'm really curious to see how this is going to manifest. I've mentioned before, I'm looking at our economy specifically because Pluto sits in our second house of the United States' finances and economy and money and values. We'll, we'll see what this brings because, of course, we're doing this a few months in advance. But I really like what uh, astrologer Adam Gainsburg said about how the shadow of Pluto, which is kind of what's being exposed right now, is really internally how we are suppressing ourselves, how we are taking our power and squashing it. And it's the things that are really hard for us to deal with and we don't want to look at. It's our traumas. It's our buried secrets. It's all the things that we keep from other people and what it is that are keeping us from achieving our highest potential. And we're looking at this not only, of course, within ourselves, but as, you know, a country, the United States is going to be going through this. And I think the world is going to see it because, of course, it's kind of on a world stage here and it's going to affect other countries. But then we look at the awakened Pluto. So as Pluto is making this huge transition, the big Pluto return, the whole story of this is the awakening of Pluto that is activating our gifts it's saying, yes, look at all of this that we're holding, all this garbage, uh, all this baggage that we're holding on to and let go of it and look at the gifts that you have. And it allows us to live up to our highest selves. So right now, and as I'm saying this, of course, I sound like I am, but we're at our last breath with a lot of things <laughs> happening in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, my lungs are shoved up into my, you know, into my ribs. So I'm literally at my last breath. <laughs> There's a baby in there. There is. <laughs> But if you're feeling like this is just, oh my gosh, I can't take another minute of this. I'm I'm so fed up with the world. I'm so fed up with our country. I'm so fed up with our leaders. I'm so fed up with myself, with my family, whatever it is that's really aggravating you. This is kind of pushing us to that breaking point. But it's doing that because Pluto pushes us to our very, very furthest limit and says, 
you need to be resourceful and be creative and find your way out of this. You need to feel forced to change. And that's, I mean, Pluto's kind of a sick fuck. (laughs) Can I say that? (laughs) You can say that. We'll also be explicit on this. May I just say how ironic this is? Again, this is data from the past, November 2021, (laughs) saying this. I read an article today about Elon Musk possibly pushing the bubble to another dot-com bust. So I wonder if by the time we've gotten here or in the very near future now in January, February, if we're going to see something around this billionaire pushing our economy to the absolute brink that it can possibly go to financially as a country, because that's pretty that's that's pretty U.S. centric. Yes. And I I don't know. You're saying this and and this is the U.S.'s uh, return and it is the U.S., not other countries. Isn't that right? Correct. So this Pluto yeah. return is in our in our natal chart as a country, as an idea. So Yeah, I'll be interested to see how that plays out in that financial area. Uh, sorry, Corey, what were yeah. you saying? Oh, no, I just was going to say I don't want to, like, incur anybody's wrath, but um, fuck Elon Musk. <laughs> Actually. I know, I know, and and also I don't want to be too specific, and glo- and I also don't want to be gloom and doom. And who knows? Maybe it'll be a really nice wake up call. I mean, sometimes that tower is that tower energy that you keep talking about is exactly what we need in order yeah. to move forward. And as Jonathan Larson, who I'm obsessed with again right now, because uh, back in back in 2021, tick tick boom just came out. I mean, we need to remember the opposite of war is not peace. It is creation. It's going to be okay. And Conowin, hop back in to what you were saying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. Creativity and resilience, like, grow within people that are pushed to their limit. And I think that this awakening, we've had a number of Mm. of really hard transits in the last couple years. And the whole world has changed as we know it. And this will likely push us to the point of, we do not recognize what's happening. Again, Uranus energy is combined with this. So it's really about we don't even know the world we're standing in anymore. It's so different that again, think about the way like I, I always go back to when you think about the fact that we discovered Uranus after so many thousands of years and our entire concept of the universe shifted like overnight. We had no idea it went that far. Now, of course, we know a lot more, but at the time it was groundbreaking. And so that energy is infused in this Pluto return. And so to have all of this drudged up and to have the economy being wrapped up into it and the secrets being exposed in this country and things coming to light, what about that can urge us forward and say, okay, we do not recognize the world in which we're living in today. So what are we going to do about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Always go back to what What are we going to make of this? Because our creativity, our resilience is what's going to drive us forward and out of the strife and the suffering. And that goes for anything. I mean, I feel like this is this can be practical life advice. It's, you know, I, I always believe that like friction creates fire, right? And so right. it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be easy. But what comes of that, the work that comes from that can be so incredible and life changing. So as a collective right now coming together and saying, okay, like we have our differences, we have things that have happened, we are our own authority and it's time to choose what direction we're going to go in and try to work together to make this happen. Because 
that's what Pluto is trying to make us do. It's trying to help us live up to our highest selves. So, and that is no easy task. <laughs> it's not just something yeah. you pull out of a tarot deck, right? Like, <laughs> so it's it's tough, but I think we're going to see such an incredible world come out of this. And of course, again, this is centric around the United States for this specific transit, but I do not think that this is going to be localized to just our country because the, the right. decisions in which our country makes, uh, our country as in the three of us here in this room together, you know, yeah. th- it's going to affect everybody. And we do likely, like to sort of make it everybody's problem, don't we? We do, yeah. Well, and quite frankly, yeah, the U.S. does have a tendency <laughs> to do that. Yes, we do. We have an influence, but you know, a lot of what, what's interesting is is keeping my eye out personally on the news is how other countries are sort of acting currently, where we're sitting in November of 2021, and how their decisions are going to affect our decisions. So it is mm-hmm. a give and take. Obviously, yes, we have an enormous amount of influence as a country on the world, but I do think that it's coming from both sides. We're trying to all navigate. What does this country want? What do these people want? How are they reacting? How are they acting? And we're all trying to figure it out. And the U.S. is going, here's where we're standing. And we're going through this giant transformation right now. So that's it it affects the whole the whole dang world, guys. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) So that's a big transit happening this month in February. Again, time will tell what we see, what's happening. And I, I hope all of you out there stay really, really safe. And just remember that if you're feeling pushed to the limit. This is meant to do that, but you will get through it because the rebuild is happening. We're we're meant to come through this and be stronger than ever and you can do it. <laughs> so, whatever it is you're going through because I know it's tough. Awesome. And that brings us to the full moon at the end of the season. So, let's touch on that a little bit because that's a much yeah. happier moon. And then that'll be Aquarius season. So we have a full moon in Leo, which of course is my sign. Leo's in the house. You know Leo's on the house because Leo's got to make sure everyone knows that they're in the house. So, you know, I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Aquarius season. But the Leo's here too. Uh, Honestly... Anyway. <laughs> Honestly, I make Aquarius season everyone's problem for the whole time. I love it. Do the it. whole time. Take it. Take it. Own My it. birthday is at the ass end of January. The whole month belongs to me. And half of February. And <laughs> so, half of February. I just get the moon. I get the moon, okay? I no. get it. I get it. I get it. You're going to have my moon, I guess. <laughs> no, go. Don't give up your moon. <laughs> All right. See, of course, Leo and Aquarius are the two that are like, this is mine. This is my stage. Hello. I'm here. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. Every time. We love it. So this full moon in Leo is happening at 27 degrees. This degree, by the way, if you have anything at 27 degrees, check in your chart, like see your planets and see if it says 27 degrees. This degree is going to get hit again and again and again and has been hit again and again. So if you have if you feel like, oh, my gosh, I've been just like swallowed up in the waves of life happening lately. If you have this 27 degree, that's part of the reason we've had a lot of moons on this degree and a lot more transits even coming this year. So that could be part of the reason why you're maybe feeling this. But it's crazy to see how often this 27 degree pops up. It's happening on February 16th at 8.57 a.m. Pacific time. Not sure if we'll see it in the sky at that point, but all of our East Coast friends might have seen it in the sky at midday. This full moon in Leo. This is I love a full moon in Leo. Because we have this Aquarius season where it's like, okay, how do we rebuild together? How do we how do we progress forward as a community with my friends, with my family, with my folks that I love, with the people that inspire me? And this comes back to this full moon says, and how do we nurture ourselves? How do we grow ourselves? And how do we connect back to our inner child? Leo nice. is the inner child and it's saying... 
let's reflect on what we've been through and we'll likely go to, th to go through a lot this month. And so let's reflect on that and remember we're supposed to like enjoy life. I mean, Leo is about joy and happiness. So reconnecting with that place within yourself, don't lose that, right? And let the full moon illuminate the path back to that. If it's something that you feel like you've lost, take it back, take the time you need to rest and reflect and do something just for the joy and sake of doing it again. So this moon is lovely to have all of this <laughs> after all of this. I love that. Yeah. It's a busy month. <laughs> it's a very a busy month. Corey? So it's a busy month. Yeah. And like the Leo, yeah. at the end of this month, like you deserve to crown yourself king, crown yourself queen, crown yourself sovereign of whatever the hell it is you're going through, right? Because you are. Yeah. You truly are. And you deserve that win. So take it with this full moon. Embrace it and know that, like, again, everyone's going through these transits. We're all trying to navigate as best as we can. And life just isn't worth living <laughs> if, if you can't enjoy some of it. So find yeah. that joy within yourselves again. You deserve it. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Conowen, thank you. Here we are. Full circle. Here we Dang. are. <laughs> Dang it. That's yeah. so true. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you and so much for having me. It's always a joy. We're going to talk from the past again for one more month, but I suspect by this next month, Bibi will be here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time, be well, harm none, and don't forget, you are magic. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray on TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woo uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.